Do you ever wonder why some podcasts are so successful? Do you wish that you could replicate the success of some of the top podcasts? So do we. And we believe there is no harm in asking. So we're questioning everything about how podcasts are produced, hosted, and monetized. This is No Harm in Asking. I'm Eric Byron. And I'm Michael Kerr, always ready to share my opinion. We review podcasts and look for clues to why some make it big. And how some are still working on it. This week, we'll be reviewing Life with Stefan Dalt, a podcast about the ups and downs of life as a young couple. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. All right, Michael, so we're going a little different this time. We have recently been doing a lot of top-of-the-charts podcasts, the really, really great examples of success. But this week, we're turning it a little bit towards a more niche kind of small-time podcast, but a young couple we really like. Hey, we're Steph and Dalt, a couple of art-loving travel junkies in our mid-20s who've been together for about four years now. We're here to discuss life's challenges and adventures as a couple, from the romantic to the ugly. No topic is too personal and no questions are off-limits. Thanks for being here. Tune in every week for a new episode of Life with Steph and Dalt. I think they reached out to you, and so I was excited to do this just because <laughs> let's uh, give back a bit. Yeah, I do um, like these guys. I like their podcast. But yes, you're right. Dalton. Uh, so by the way, these hosts are Dalton Ahern, I guess is how you pronounce that, and Stephanie Wagner. Steph and Dalt in the title, but they don't really go by Steph and Dalt. It's Steffi and Dalton. But yes, Dalton reached out to me on Facebook and asked me if we would consider reviewing their podcast. And we took a look. Uh, there's a couple interesting things about them. One is they're in Thailand. We're in Hong Kong. So that puts them in a similar time zone. But then as we listen to their podcast, they, they have a very interesting beat, if you will, uh, a sound, a, a style, I think, to their yeah, I listened to this a few months ago. I'm very yeah. interested in niche. So I, I'm always interested in exploring anything that I think is particularly unique. I think if I give them credit for anything, it was this sort of introspective sort of looking at themselves yeah, yeah. where they said, what's unique about us? What can we offer the world? If we want to do a podcast and we want to be able to do it from anywhere. So I think we've got this young couple and yeah. their interest is to be a digital nomad, perhaps. They've obviously gone through a bit of the corporate thing in their early lives and said, this yep. isn't for us. And so we now want to do something unique. And what is that? And so they looked at themselves and they said, well, what's really novel about us? You know, what can we offer the world? Yeah. And they looked at their relationship. And it's not just that they're in love, but that they're willing to really speak candidly to each other about all of their vulnerabilities and, and weaknesses and failings, perhaps. Yeah. Initially, I thought, hey, is this really the thing that you want to do? Maybe you should go on some sort of exploration to figure out how to be entrepreneurs, right? And you could yeah. interview entrepreneurs or how to survive in Thailand, this kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the relationship niche, if you call it the genre, right. you know, might have more possibilities, right? It's a, it's a bigger market. It's a right? bigger market. Because, and, you know, almost everybody struggles at some point in their life in relationships and trying to figure out 
how to manage, nurture, maintain a relationship with somebody you really care about. And, well, as they admitted, most of their audience are female. Right. So you've got at least half the planet who really interested in talking about relationships, even if us guys are not as interested in talking about it. But I, I thought it was interesting, first of all, because this is an example, like so many of us, of somebody who wanted to kind of break out of that normal nine-to-five yep. job kind of thing and say, no, we're going to go do a podcast and we're going to make a living at this. Now, they did a maybe dangerous, risky kind of thing in that they quit their jobs first, then went to go do the podcast and try and figure out how to monetize it. So they put a lot of pressure on themselves to try and grow this pretty quickly and, and find some money in it as opposed to what uh, we've seen so many others. And we just did Crime Junkie, right? Yeah. And even you know Ashley Flowers maintained a full-time job for two years until Crime Junkie really had started to take off, and then she quit her job. Yeah. So these guys, though, they didn't do that. They, you know, uprooted, went to Thailand because, you know, cost of living, they could live very, very cheaply there. They had a little bit of savings they took with them, but they basically kind of put it on the line and said, we're going to do this. We're all in. And and that is an interesting yeah, I think go at it. I mean, I think it's – I don't want to say – I mean, naive is the right word. But if you look at many of the podcasters that we've reviewed, mm -hmm. their ability to make money tends to come from uh, other things. Yes, we talk about JLD. He's figured out the affiliate marketing thing. He's making a killing. But he didn't make a killing right away. But not – that's right. Years. Years and years until he figured out yeah. the system, right? I would have approached this and said, well – how can we use the podcast to learn ourselves about something, right? Yeah. Go off, show that vulnerability, try to learn. And then, again, I'll bring up the entrepreneur thing. It yeah. may not be relevant. But if you were to interview entrepreneurs in Thailand, just as an example, okay. maybe you would learn, oh, this is something we could do. Or this yeah. is something we could do in Malaysia. Or this is something we could do in some other area. Whereas this one is very personal, right? You're you're just talking yeah. about relationships. How would you monetize it? I'm a little worried. I, I think it's going to take a very long time to monetize. And in the meantime, they're going to have to figure out what to do. How to survive. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a call with these guys yesterday. This is a first for us too, right? Joe Rogan didn't talk to us before we <laughs> no. reviewed his podcast. He should have. Um, he should have, but you know, he didn't. Anyway, um, but these guys did. I reached out to them because they had reached out to me initially yeah. and I reached out to Dalton and I said, Hey, we're going to go ahead and review your podcast. Can we jump on a call and just talk about it first? And they both got on a call with me and I ran through a few questions with them. But, you know, one of the things that was just really interesting to me is that, so you were talking about kind of developing an expertise, learning as you do a podcast. And they commented that they don't see themselves as being like relationship coaches, yeah. right? And so in retrospect, after the conversation, I do kind of question the wisdom of that for them. Right. That I think that at some point they're going to have to make a decision. Are we just storytellers of other people's stories? Right. So we're kind of sharing stuff out there that people are interested to listen to. Or are we wisdom givers? Right. Are we ones who people want to listen to us because the way we interpret what we hear, what we experience, our own relationship, our own struggles, the way we interpret those things adds value to other people's lives, 
the stories we hear and the people who come on and are guests, our own ability to ask deeper questions, that this is something that attracts that audience. And it's something that comes over time, right? You get better and better and better at this. And to me, I think that's potentially their gift, right? The thing that hmm. they can really leverage is over time their ability to talk about relationships and say, add wisdom, add value to the listeners. I, I guess so. I mean, obviously, I think you want to add experience and wisdom as opposed to judgment. And maybe that's yeah. sometime a difficult thing. I think there is evolution for this when I look at what it started out as, which is just sort of the two of them talking about their more, their issues, their intimate, the intimate details of their the relationship. The first episode was jealousy. Right. right? So I think, yeah. I mean, I, I can see where it's going, right? I can see, although it's gone in, in some ways into an area which I think yes, is, we'll, is incorrect, but we can discuss more of that later. I do like the area moving into talking to other people about their relationships. I think that eventually, are, am I going to get tired of Stefan Dalt? You know, maybe, right? I think what their goal in this podcast is to bring alternative lifestyles to the forefront and discuss that. And if people can say, oh, yeah, I can relate to that particular situation or I yeah. can, I, that's the kind of relationship that I want to have or, and it's a different relationship than perhaps what I grew up with or what my parents had or what other people in my family have yeah. um, and that it's okay. And I think they're quite non-judgmental people. I, I mean, I think they have the ability to pull this off. Yeah. Well, and honestly, again, I think that there's a very, very large market for these kinds of conversations. And I don't think you have to go the extreme oddball edge cases, you know, a transgender, Mariana, whatever. You know, no, I agree. No, no. I, I, you don't have to go too extreme because there's many, many, many people like us, right? We're both in interracial marriages. There's a lot of us in maybe not so traditional sure. marriage relationships or long-term relationships that would find some interest in these kinds of discussions. How do you work through the challenges? Because every relationship goes through challenges. So I think there's a, a potential mass appeal, a large audience for this. Now, I also think that they are smart and they are targeting and, and already they're following when I asked them about their demographics is they are basically hitting mostly West Coast between 20 to 30 years old, mostly female. So they, they have a sense for who their audience is already, who's developing, who's, you know, growing. And so they can cater to that market initially and then see how it kind of grows from there. So uh, they are doing some things smartly, I think, in terms of understanding who their audience is, what they're good at. They are very good at this, and this is something I complimented them on after just talking with them on a call and realizing they sound the same, Yeah, right? They do a really, really good job of recording sessions that sound unscripted, natural flow of you know, back and forth. Uh, there was one of them they'd been drinking a little bit and you could tell, you know, he was a little goofy on the, on the, on that particular recording and she was picking on him. But at other times you've heard them almost getting a little emotional about, you know, some of the stuff they're digging up from the past and talking about struggles they've had. And this is still hard to talk about. And so I, I do think that's a, a unique skill. A lot of people can't do that and pull it off so 
kind of natural sounding conversational, this is us being real. And so I, I hope they continue to embrace the ability to do that. Now, whether they also do, because I think originally their intent was to do kind of this nomad thing about traveling and their experiences going to Thailand and other places, and then COVID hit and they kind of got locked down uh, in one place and they shifted gears on the focus of this to be their relationship. I also think it's interesting that coming to the conclusion about how to do this and, and what the focus was going to be was itself a painful process. And it's significantly impacted our podcast as well. Like oh beginning gosh. this was very difficult for us. In fact, this podcast has started more fights than all of the topics we've talked about in this podcast. Like <laughs> from that call with them, I mean they admitted they had some some of their worst fights in their relationship over how to do this podcast. Because you think about it, right? They had moved to Thailand. They committed they're going to do a podcast and then couldn't decide how to do the podcast. Uh, you know, there was pressure on them to, to pull this off and it caused... So I, I agree. I think that focusing on heterosexual couples, but within dalliances on the side is the route for them to go because I think they can relate to those couples yeah. the best. And I think that I would, I would potentially enjoy listening to them talk, you know, if they could bring on, yeah. um, and I don't know if it's easy to do, but you know, if you could bring on the actual couple, right? Bring those people in, talk about what their goals in life are, what yeah. they want to achieve. And I that think, is their intention. I think that yeah. dynamic. So I, yeah. they did have one uh, interview episode so yeah. far with a guy named Jason Moore and Jason Moore, right? Yes. That, so I think that sh kind of showcased what was the potential to find somebody that they could potentially interview and did they do a good job in this interview? What's interesting is, you know, you move to a foreign country, you raise children with this woman in a foreign country, your kids now, you know, speak yeah. Norwegian first. To me, that, that was the interesting thing. Okay. And that's not what they talked about. It, yeah, I thought this no, so Jason has a podcast himself. He does. Yes. And so, so this was also an interesting, thing in my conversation with them and talking about, right, how to monetize and grow your audience. And they talked about how they were thrilled to get Jason to come on their show because he has a more mature show with a larger audience already. And one of my suggestions to them was, so you recorded this as one of your episodes. I said, send him the MP3 and ask him to post it as a bonus episode on his podcast. And, and they were just like, Oh my God, that's genius. That would be awesome. It's because what can he do? If he says no, nothing lost. Right. But if he says yes, you just got exposure to his entire audience for your podcast. Yes. That's great right? advice. So anyway, so we'll see if they, if they pull that off. But yes, they are trying hard now to get more guests, interesting guests. And I'll, I'll read part of the list. He posted on Facebook promotion for, for Dalton here. <laughs> And Stefan Dalton and their podcast. So he's looking for folks who can talk about things like living an unconventional lifestyle. So being digital nomad and living off the grid, et cetera. He talks about group sex with a partner, identifying as bisexual, discussing the differences uh, in the relationships there, being in the autism spectrum, how it might affect your relationship. So, so he's looking for some variety of different stories that are out there and interesting guests who can come on and 
Now, of course, the challenges with this are finding people who can really articulate an interesting story and, and really talk deeply, openly, transparently like they do about their relationships and their struggles and how they got through them. Ideally, you want to get both people yeah, in a relationship I mean, together like they do to talk openly and maybe counterpoint, right? This is some of the interesting pieces in their dialogue is that they admit they still don't agree on some things, right? And they right. kind of agreed to disagree. So without being the fatherly oh, role, playing the fatherly role here, would I do this? No. I think generally the audience is the your heterosexual female who is basically just interested in improving the relationship and conversations with her main male partner. And that if you okay. can talk about jealousy and success and these kinds of topics and help these women to bring up these topics with their partner, that that is a much larger audience than this. Well, how do you compete, first of all, with the other people who are out there doing that, who are relationship coaches, they're trained and experienced, and they have a following already, and now they're doing a podcast, right? So they're they're really going head-to-head -head with the people who they do are. this for a living. Sure, absolutely. Right? And they are not couples right. therapists or clinical yeah. psychologists. And but then they I would worry about content. Right? How do you keep that fresh and new over and over and over again? Isn't it going to become kind of boring? And my worry is that this will mix up their audience into something yeah. that they don't know what it is. I know where this is going to go, and it's not going to be pretty. Right? And you know, <laughs> and this, guess what? They went they, there. They went there, right? So yep. they've they've done an episode where they talk much more candidly about their their sex life, and they call it sexisode. Okay. With the first ever Life with Stefan Dalt sexisode. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like the word saxophone, but it's way sexier. Sex sexisode? Sexisode. It's kind of hard to say, but I can dig it. Yeah, but it's worth it. Yes. So again, you know, I was disappointed that they chose to go this yeah. route. You didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it. I did. Okay. okay. So I wanted to see how explicit do they get here. Right? Did they really cross a line? And they did. And literally, at the beginning of this episode, as they started it, one of the first things they did was they said, Mom, Dad, love you, but if you're listening right now, turn it off. Mom, if you are listening to this episode, <laughs> oh, no. please exit the building right now. I love you. But this is not for you. They were going to go into territory they did not want their parents to hear. And so both of them made a personal appeal to family members right. to shut it off. Don't listen to this. Um, it will be embarrassing. And then they did go into very explicit discussion of their sexual relationship. And they did it based on questions from their audience. So on Instagram, they ran an anonymous poll and – once people are anonymous, they'll respond with all kinds of weird, crazy, perverse questions, and then they attempted to answer them. Yeah. And so it was very open, very honest and revealing, but it was perverse, right? Yeah. And same thing kind of to you, right? I, I cringed a little bit, and when the, the problem is once you go there now, how do you come back from that? Right. right. This is what people are going to expect. You are now a sex show. Yeah. If you're not careful, this is all anybody's going to want to listen to is you talk about 
Because if you go back life. to talking about conventional relationships and trying to improve yeah. things, you know, you're going to lose that audience and you're yeah. going to be disappointed, yeah. right? So you're going to do it again. So now here's what's interesting. And, and I think from an advertiser yeah. point of view, I think you're going to narrow. So yeah, you might pick up some people yeah. on the subscriber side. Sure. Yes. And I don't know, maybe yeah. Durex or something is going to, you know, become a potential sponsor, but yeah. it's really unlikely. Trojan. Yeah. To me, this was an yeah. enormous mistake yeah. that I don't know how to get out of. Yeah. So here's what's interesting in, in talking with them yesterday uh, on a call about this is they were not at all embarrassed about the episode or feeling, you know, regret that they put it out there from that perspective of now that we've crossed this line, we can't go back. They were more concerned about a missed opportunity to monetize that this was in such high demand that they should have held on to it longer and waited for the opportunity to have built enough of an audience to be able to say, okay, this is now exclusive content. So if you're one of our fans, you've been following us for a while and you want to hear us really go deep in, in this area, you've got to subscribe. I think you need to yeah. judge whether or not the audience that you picked up as a result of that yeah. is the audience that you want. Yeah. But you know, I'm not going to judge you if you, if yeah. this is where you want to go, it's, it's not up to me to decide. I think the larger, more potentially monetizable audience is in a more conventional. Well, route. and you brought up a really good point about advertisers. You could really turn off a lot of advertisers who will say, Oh, we can't be associated with right. a show that's almost pornographic in its descriptions of sexual intimacy. Yes, I wouldn't describe what they did as pornographic, but it was very open and transparent. Made me blush at times as I was listening to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not going to listen to this one. You know, I think they're somewhat likable. I think that's good. And, and um, I would and go I think beyond there's... that. I would say I really liked them. Okay. Okay. And talking to them again and all right, I'll admit they remind me a little bit about my own <laughs> son and his wife. They're similar age group demographic. But the other thing I believe to be successful in this, you also have to have that kind of personality, right? That on air persona, a little bit over the top. And now he has some acting background mm -hmm. and he leverages this. <laughs> you were like, I don't want to go. And I was just like, what's going on, baby? Where are you? Like, do I have to pick you up? What do you need? You're like, no, no, no. I'm driving to my friend's house and I'm like, that's great. That's great, babe. That's a good thing. Right. And you're like, yeah, it's a good thing, but I don't want to go. Oh God. This is bringing back terrible flashbacks. <laughs> he is very kind of playful and changes his voice and, yeah. you know, and he, and he does this stuff. And I think that that's also part of what you have to do. You can't just sound like, Everybody else, the people who want to listen will want to listen to some folks that are a little grander, a little bigger in terms of personalities. Uh, so I think they need to, to continue to develop that and, and maybe some running kind of jokes and phrases and, you know, like full body chills and crime <laughs> junkie, right? They've got to have some kind of signature stuff. And again, later there's the merchandising angles on those kind of things, right? Where, you know, now you get known for some particular phrase or catchphrase. Let's talk about production though. Now they commented that they are anal about the sound editing, that they may spend hours doing the sound editing. And I thought it was interesting because I couldn't hear that. 
right? It didn't sound highly edited, which I guess means they're doing a really, really good job of micro editing in here. So they're taking out stuff without you realizing they're, they're taking stuff out, but they do very little in terms of music or musical transitions or sound effects or. Yeah, there's no like music that. at all. I mean, he does the, he does the hook. So Dalt does do a yep. hook. I like yeah. the hook. Obviously we're fans of the hook, but I would like to see that transition into some sort of music that's representative yep. of the two of them. Yeah, and yeah. I would like to see it end with the music because I think when, I it's, when it when it stops, it's very abrupt and, and it's just boom, it's over. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think the production quality is high. There's a bit of an ad at the end. Obviously, they're promoting Audible. Sorry. Yeah. They're monetizing through Audible and that's a affiliate market kind of thing, right? So they, they share a link to Audible that's Life with Stefan Dalt. And they get a uh, commission there. It's like $15. Right. If and they say they're much, they're quite that. appreciative of this $15. <laughs> right. With 15 USD. Yeah. I hope yeah. they have great lives. I hope they can build something that they really like. And I think, again, the relationship genre, I think there, there may be a space for yeah. a very candid couple who are obviously in love, who can, you know, share not only what they're going through, but also open up other people's eyes to topics that yeah. they can discuss. With their partner. I think there's space for it. The question is, how far do you go off the path? And I think you really have to understand the Every pod- young podcaster that's out there with a new podcast has to try and figure out how niche can I be successful and how do I expand that market without watering down my topic maybe, right? And Or say, throwing off potential advertisers because I've gone so niche that you know, I can't Get advertised, right? So it, it's, a, it's a balance. And, and when you're in a situation like these guys where they need to make some money in order to survive because they've committed to this is going to be their primary yeah. focus and their primary source of income. And so they put some added pressure on themselves. For me, I think you want to use your podcast to learn something. You may not be able to monetize your podcast. So you've got to become, you got to use the podcast to become experts at something. Right. I don't know what that is. But that's yeah. what we're doing. And yeah. we're, our hope is that we become experts in this and we can take that and make money elsewhere. If you're going to sell courses or books or build a community or other social yep. medias where you're going to make your money, the podcasting route is a tough one. It may take you many years to figure out how to monetize this podcast. Yeah. But if you can continue to learn something, if you can become an expert through the podcast and use yeah. that to monetize you know, elsewhere, I, I tend to feel that's a more successful route just yeah. in the, in the podcast that, that we've started to listen to. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our review of life with Steph and Dalt. Uh, we hope you give them a listen, particularly if you're interested in relationships or like us always, it never ends. I've been married 35 years and we still have to work at it, right? Relationships are not easy. These guys do have some interesting perspective and some stories of their own to share. So I hope you'll listen to them. I hope you'll continue to listen to us. This is No Harm in Asking with Michael Kerr and Eric Byron. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Please give us a review. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration.